Okay. All right. Introduce yourself, Rosa. Where are you the most proud? Oh, sorry. See, I'm jumping now. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, you're ready to go. I'm ready to go. Well, tell us. Why don't you kick us off with the episode and then I'll introduce us after. What's your question? My question is, what are you guys the most proud of? Or what is the one achievement? Like a work achievement? Yeah, let's go to work. Work achievement. Let's do both. Minati's like, I have so many. <laughs> Oh, that's right. Yes, yes. See, we can't win with Mirari. Sorry. <laughs> Let's make all everybody feel bad about themselves by starting with Dr. Minotti. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so I'll pick two. So the first one, obviously being a doctor, it's a huge achievement for me. But honestly, my biggest achievement was being able to have the courage to do something different and unknown. So to me, that is my biggest achievement because I feel I continue to do that. I continue to do different things and unknown to me or family or even some of the people around me. And then I would say from a personal perspective is continuing to put my, my health first. That's not easy. It's a struggle every day, but I'm proud that I continue to somehow, <laughs> some way, sneak it in and prioritize it. Love it. I think personally, my biggest achievement has been a continuous journey of self-reflection and working on myself through, through getting coaching, reading books. Right now, I'm taking a course about all the positive thoughts and all the negative thoughts and how to like navigate the world. And it's a lot of work to work on yourself. And then from a work perspective, I think definitely going out on my own. When I got let go of my corporate job, I could have easily gotten another position. I have all the qualifications, but I decided to try something else. It took a year for it to become the happy cactus, and now I've pivoted again. But I think just being able to take risks with my finances, I'm really proud of that. You're such an inspiration, Alisa, because it is true. I mean, it's not easy. And it's and it, funny because this is a hot topic for me. The way that I was raised, it was not necessarily to showcase uh, how wonderful you were. Even though I didn't grow up with a religion, I think I have a very Protestant ethic to work. It was very much instilled in me that you just work and you do it and you continue, <laughs> right, rather than Stop and celebrate. Celebrate or sharing or feeling proud, right? So when you said that, I was thinking one of the things that I guess I'm the most proud of, and it was at the time when I met you, Alisa, was going back to school again to do another master's degree. And really in the process of doing that is when I had my son and I quit my job as well, right? And not having that sense of, you know, that you're going to have an income uh, while you have so many things to figure out and take care of. That was very scary. But then it kind of pays off, right? And I'm really proud of that. I'm also proud of, I would quote Etna here, of the why not, of doing a lot of why nots without a lot of support of many people. And just sometimes like moving countries, changing companies really enjoying the progress of growing and growth through various experiences. I think that ability of being able to pivot and flex and adapt 
and that resiliency, that's one of the pieces that probably I feel the most proud of. It's like, throw me anywhere. I'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's huge. It's interesting because I was reading an article by Dr. Teresa Amable, a professor at Harvard Business School. And one of the things that she mentioned is how important it is to celebrate your achievements, even if nobody else is celebrating them for you. So that intrigued me to read on. And basically her whole point is that when you give yourself recognition, you can still enjoy major, major psychological benefits from celebrating your achievements. The research, I guess, has been showing that whenever you celebrate those achievements, just your self-worth, it doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be huge, like going to school. It could be something as like, I exercise for five minutes today. Your brain actually takes those feelings and it helps you accomplish more because it becomes almost like an addiction. Ooh, I want more of that. You're rewiring your brain. Yes, you're rewired. Yeah. Absolutely. And especially because our brains are, you know, we are taught to look at problems. Well, your your brain is kind of wired that way, right? For survival reasons. But being able to not wait for somebody to celebrate your achievements is huge. Just reminding yourself, you know what? I had a rough day today, but I still made it. That's a huge achievement that still tomorrow will help you get up and go forward and, and have bigger successes. It's interesting putting it that way, right? Because I think it just, we talk amongst ourselves quite a bit around how you start your journey for change. And we always say, well, just put one foot in front of the other and and see where, you know, what path you carve. But what you just said is that if that within each step, you don't celebrate the micro achievements, even if they're to the eyes of anybody else, they're not that important, but they are for you then that helps you and propels you to take the next uh, step that at the end of the day will build that yellow brick pathway uh, to achieve your goals or the vision that you have for yourself. I like that. I like that quite a bit. And as you think about from a multicultural women perspective or you know, just a women's perspective, women are not typically recognized for the, their achievements, whether it's at work or even in their home, right? We do a lot of things that are taken for granted just by society itself. So making it even more critical for you to own your power by complimenting yourself. The positive thing about it is you don't have to wait for anybody else. (laughs) We all know how difficult it is to receive compliments at work. So start giving them to yourself. Change your narrative, own it. Well, let me introduce our episode because this is actually such an important conversation that we're doing a two-parter. We're talking about owning your achievements, and this is with me, Rosa, and Dr. Madati. And then part two, we're going to bring on a special guest who actually has no problems owning her achievements. But for today, I want to dig a little bit deeper into what our own experiences are And I am going to have us introduce ourselves because I think that's a part of owning our achievements. No, honestly, it's so hard. It is so hard for me to actually to talk positively about myself or just to say some of the things that I've done. So Rosa Santos, I am a mom. (laughs) I feel very proud of being a mom. I'm a mom. I'm a partner. I'm a friend. I'm a sibling. I'm a daughter. And I enjoy helping others fulfill their visions for themselves, especially when it comes to 
women and multicultural women. Dr. Merari Simeon, and I'm an activator of talent, creating a world where multicultural women in positions of power are the norm. Oh, hey. That's who I am, and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> My name is Elisa Monjadas. I'm a vision producer at The Happy Cactus. The latest project that I'm working on is helping Fortune 500s tell their stories. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's it. No, Rosa, you made me think of something when you mentioned that, you know, it's hard because that's how a lot of us were raised. Sometimes we have a difficulty accepting compliments and in turn making it difficult to really brag about our achievements or or forget bragging, just stating facts. At the end of the day, it's a fact that you have achieved everything that you have achieved. So I guess my question to you, do you also have a hard time accepting praise for your achievements? Yes. (laughs) You know, Rosa, I wish you were there because one day I got asked to give a speech on podcasting because I'm a podcaster. And I talked all about, at that time, our podcast was called Color Forward. And I talked all about that. And it was in a Toastmaster setting. And the feedback I got was, most of the speech was about how in love with Rosa you are. (laughs) They're like, we wanted to learn more about podcasting. And I was like, oh, and Rosa, I met her in grad school and she's like so cool. I just like, it was like a love letter to Rosa. Oh, I want I want that love letter. Oh, I love that. <laughs> um, I do. I do want that love letter. No, but it is hard. But I tell you what the, the opposite of it is. And I sometimes really reflect upon this. I think the standards that I have for myself are very high. And therefore... When somebody else praises you for an achievement, then then for you is like, yeah, but I had to do it. Or that's not an achievement. That's what I was meant. I was meant to be doing all along. It's not healthy. And, I, and I, I'll tell you why it's not healthy. And I know it's probably one of my biggest weaknesses is because then I have that such high standards for myself. I know I impose the same kind of high standards for others. And I have to get really hold of myself a little bit and, and, and grab and say, okay, is this for you? Are you projecting the way that you feel about something onto how you see others really fulfilling or performing or achieving or doing something that probably they would have chosen to do differently? And that can create a lot of conflict with people that you work with or maybe people that you live with or with your children. And it's something that really you need to stop and think about. I've come to realize that because it's hard for me to accept praise, I don't necessarily celebrate others in the way that I should, to the point that I have to come up with my own strategies to remind myself of doing that because naturally I won't do it. And then I can come across as being either cold or that I don't care or I don't see what others are doing. So it might be like, yeah, it's hard for me to accept it, but it's because of that, then I need to be really intentional and purposeful so I don't do the same for other people. And I see the successes in others and I celebrate it or I thank and praise for their achievements, successes and and what they're doing well. It continues to be a a journey for me of learning and, and growth. No, that's impactful because it doesn't only affect you. 
people do not get to hear your achievements or when you minimize your own achievements, but it also impacts the people around you. So it is a big deal. This is the big, big topic and hence why we're doing two episodes about it. But one of the things that I learned from it is that we have internalized for whatever reason that when we talk about our achievements, we're bragging, but yet it's so critical because then how do all the people get to know us? We all know research has says men will talk about their achievements, but women, for some reason, we, we tend not to do that. And one of the things that I've learned is that a lot of the times our strengths are so naturally to us that we devalue them. And it is only when those people are telling you, oh my God, you're so good at this, that you can recognize it. But if we're so busy turning down those achievements or explaining them away, like, oh yeah, but no, I, it, it's nothing. I've been doing that forever. You just minimize a top strength of your, and you're basically telling your brain, don't worry about that. That's not important. When to your point, Rosa, we have to be intentional to just say thank you and not explain it away or really thank yourself or or celebrate your own achievements so your brain can realize this is a strength and we got to go for more. I'm good at this. It's critical. It's definitely a topic that, I mean, I struggle with for a while. And to your point, I have to practice to make sure, no, this is who I am. I am not going to minimize it. And the more that I practice it, the more comfortable I feel. In this course I'm taking, it talks about the positives and negatives. And being a high achiever is one of my, they call them saboteurs. So it's gotten me really far, but because I have these high standards on myself, it also pushes me back. And one of the questions that they ask you is, do you want to be pushed by fear or pulled by love. And so you can use all of those thoughts to push you. So me being a high achiever, Rosa, Dr. Madati, like all of us, we probably have that in us. And it gets you far and it gets you success. But if that's the direction you're going and you're allowing your brain to move, you're pushing it for fear. And like, what if you could open up your brain and rewire it to celebrate those successes and be activated and pulled by love? Like, how would that change your daily life? I'll take it any day, especially when negative thought or or criticism impacts you four times more than a small win. So pulling yourself with love or pushing yourself with love, (laughs) that was definitely, just think about that. Do you love yourself enough? Do you love yourself enough to recognize your achievement? And it's a choice. Like you have to choose to love yourself even when it's uncomfortable and not natural. That's why I made Rosa introduce herself because it's it takes practice and you have to, it doesn't come easy to everyone. And you have to choose, I'm going to be positive and celebrate my achievements. The only thing I would add to what you said is you have to love yourself even if nobody else loves you around. Even if nobody else loves you, you have to do it for yourself. It would only make you that much better. And it also may make you that much better to be around because you will be more positive. What that is actually made me think is, especially in this era of the pandemic and generalized burned out and... And also, especially for those who have very high standards and they don't take the praise easily or the breaks easily, right? I think it can get into a very downward spiral in which sometimes it might be really difficult to to get out from. 
So I think what you guys are saying is is critical. It really is critical. I think you said something, Alisa, as to like, oh, it comes easy to me because I've been doing this for years. Then that means that you do that plus four, five, ten other things, right, on top of everything, and then you move and you continue and you continue and you work and we are work. And and then that doesn't mean necessarily that it's going to bring you the rewards that maybe you are expecting because you're working so hard and so much because for you doing certain things comes so easily, right? Rather than recognizing, you know what, that is very important. I've made this happen and therefore I need a break from it till I move into the next thing. Or I need to take a risk and break through to do something else because I already ticked on this one. Rather than to your point, guys, capitalizing always in, on what my it might be your strength may come easy, but it may not give you the rewards that you are looking for either. If I don't speak up for myself or if I don't celebrate my achievements, the world is not because we already know the reason why we started this podcast is because multicultural women voices are not heard. Their achievements are downgraded or not even looked at. So if we don't do it, then who? We have to be intentional. We have to fight for ourselves. We have to fight for achievements and we gotta celebrate them because at the end of the day, we're doing them, we're getting them. So let's have a party and celebrate our achievements. Want to know how breaking the rules can help you level up your career game? Search What Rules Podcast on any social media platform and join our members-only group on LinkedIn, where we discuss rule-breaking strategies for multicultural women. What Rules is a production of Color Forward. The show is produced by me, Elisa Monjadas, with editing and fabulous sound design by Mathar Delion. Visit colorforward.com for more stories, events, and of course, all the episodes of What Rules. What Rules.